You are now listening to Emptying Out the Clip. So uh, welcome everybody. This is the first ever empty out the clip on its own podcast format. Um, you might from uh, episodes of empty out the clip, previous episodes on Back of One Three Five, part of the uh, the West West Network. So my name is Ken. I have um, two West West Network hosts over here. Stace, how's it going, man? You good, mate? Thanks for having us. Ice, what's up? The most. What's up, everyone? <laughs> format of the entire the clip is a three topic discussion 10 minutes each for a 30 to 40 minute podcast each episode so um today's topics our three topics we've, we've we've chosen based on what's been going on in the world or in new zealand the past week uh the first topic is the southern bridges um would you say he got fired is it he got fired or he got outstripped. Over, 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 yeah, overthrown. Over <laughs> <laughs> he got stabbed in the back. That's the word. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. The second topic tonight is uh, the return of um, rugby union in the form of the Super Rugby Altero and the NRL Rugby League yeah. in Australia. Proper, proper pronunciation there for the uh, listeners there, mate. <laughs> uh, I'd say Rama. <laughs> oh, no. Australian accent. Australian accent. <laughs> Some footy. And, uh, <laughs> and the final topic today, t- tonight we're going to be talking about the um, news over in America, um, the podcasting world. Joe Rogan has signed a deal with Spotify for a multi-million dollar deal. Um, over a hundred million dollars. So, um, how we're gonna do it? We're gonna we're gonna have a timer here. So we're gonna have ten minutes to discuss each topic. Um, so the clock starts now for the Simon Bridges topic. It was it was kind of funny because it happened so fast. Day eh? I remember on Monday was it Monday or um, he had a press conference to announce that he's been. He mentioned a couple of his uh, MPs trying to overthrow him or or oust him, and he said he was confident that um, he'll you know he'll o- overcome that. But then the next day, happened to um, lose his job as um, national leader. I didn't think he was going to be a. Um, I didn't think he was going to win the election. You know, I, I agree. I think like they had those polls, um, sort of. Uh, going through the news and all the rest of it, and he was polling quite poorly. It looked like he was almost a dead man walking. And, you know, I wasn't surprised that people were trying to sort of oust him and get him usurped, but I thought that the way he handled it was he was trying to sort of out them quite quickly, the, you know, the challenges and try to catch them off guard so they'd have to, you know, run these sort of uh, snap press conferences to declare their peace and try to catch them that way. And then, you know, just through the haste of it, he could get his supporters to, to jump on board with them, but it didn't work. And I, I actually think it's probably for national side. I think it's a, a probably a good move because I don't think that anyone in New Zealand would have been <clears> happening like hypothetically if national wins and he becomes the prime minister. I don't think anyone wants that. So 
you know, I think I don't know much about this Todd Muller guy, but I think that you know maybe for the national party might be a a better move forward for them. You know, I was um, listening um, uh, to the radio. Um, I think it was on Tuesday because that um, that news hub poll came out, and it was about how Jacinda was like the greatest thing since sliced bread. But the way they talked about it was like she had like the most amazing, like um, her polls were um, the highest it's ever been since they started taking polls in that. And then they said that that was the that was the one that really woke up uh, national. So national had to think, oh, you know. If they were gonna, if they were, if they were to do an election tomorrow, what it looked like they were gonna get, you know, which they were gonna get spanked, which is gonna happen anyway because most of the country's in love with just Auntie Jacinda. But the thing is, like, uh, um, I was listening to the radio and um, I think Barry Sofa he said that um, he done that quick, you know, the um, the quick meeting uh, when he heard that um, they were trying to oust him because he had been told by some of his um caucus that they had us back but because yeah. it's um but because when they went into when, when you go into vote it's a um it's a secret vote so you can't you don't know who voted for you or who voted against you so man he must feel really gutted because i'm sure a lot of them said to his face so i got your back man you know how he finds him <laughs> and they gave him the tisk the tisk man well after this we'll go celebrate we'll go have a drink and then they went in there and they you know and they turned around and stabbed him in the back that's the well, crazy thing about it, you know. Well, you know, even yeah. though you couldn't, you couldn't. It was a secret, you know. The the the, the votes are a secret, and you can't you can't yeah, see yeah. who who voted for who. But um, Simon Bridges' team said that um, it was just they lost by one vote. But I think it was just them just trying to say, you know, it was yeah, a close that, call. But it really wasn't. Eh? It looked like it really wasn't. Well, uh-huh. they don't know. That's the thing. Like it's all secret to you know. Even yeah. even the even um you know Todd Muller and. and you know, Simon Bridges themselves, they don't get told how much they won by how many votes they got. So, you know, I think if you're in Bridges camp, you want to try to soften the blow and think, oh, yeah, no, it was close to <laughs> or <laughs> those bloody guys who jumped the fence at the last minute, you know, that sort of stuffed us up. But, you know, um, yeah. I, I think it's one of those things. You know, one thing I'll say about Todd Muller, right, because a lot of the criticism, like just coming back to what you mentioned, Eyes, where Jacinda Ardern is like, you know, she's come across as like the darling of, New Zealand politics and Simon Bridges, he really went after her during this, uh, you know, COVID-19 pandemic and he mm-hmm. sort of attacked her policies and attacked her, what she's tried to say. And that has backfired massively. And one thing I'll say about this guy, Todd Muller, he's at least acknowledged or maybe not acknowledged, but he understands that that kind of tactic of attacking Jacinda Ardern isn't going to work. So he so far has talked about, you know, nationals policies and how he's going to try and win it by talking about, you know, the COVID-19 recovery package and you know the economic policies and you know putting more money in New Zealanders pockets so he at least understands what Simon Bridges didn't that you know attacking Ardern who's the darling of New Zealand is a surefire way to lose so you know Simon Bridges didn't figure that out until it's too late you know we talked about that um I think the original the clip you know the one we were just talking and we were doing our testing we were talking about I think before um about Simon Bridges you know how the way he um the way he was going about it, you know, like um, if he had just waited, I know the like the role of the, um, being the leader of the opposition party is to try and hold the um, government to account. But like, it's a, like uh, like we we jokingly said before, it's like that guy. He seems like the guy who just loves to do the debates and all that. He loves confrontation and kind of and. But you would have thought he's gonna he's gonna hold off for you know for a little bit mm-hmm. because 
towards the end, maybe about last week or two weeks ago, the shine was coming off that um, just that are doing, um, you know, off of the leadership because you know once they talked about limiting the people um, at the tangies and that, and they got a bit of um, backlash, and then um, coming out of you know people thinking that she'd come out of level level three into level two too late. You know, she was if you're listening to the radio and you're reading some of the opinion pieces. She wasn't, you know, she she kind of lost all that kind of um, shine that she had. So, you know, that's when some bridges should have, you know, maybe just come in and, and 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 try to come from the point of the people. But to me, sometimes it just it seems like he, it makes you try to have to make it personal or something. That's what makes me crack, crack up about him. Yeah, I think I think Stacey's right when you talk about like um, Todd Todd Bonner's new idea of how to come at the Labour Party. Versus what Simon Bridges did, like um, you know, you see that he directly attacked Ardern for everything she said, and sort mm. of he, he put, that's to me that sounds like a losing battle because she's been doing like she's been handling the um, COVID nineteen lockdown in New Zealand, you know, like she's been on TV every day. They've been transparent. She's been she's been a good she's just been a great leader for New Zealand to to get, to get over the lockdown and stuff. And you can't attack, you can't attack her, you can't attack her that way. Uh-huh. I think exactly. he did it too personally, and then and everybody in New Zealand just broke. They just like he just showed everyone in New Zealand he was a bit of an asshole, you like, you know. So I think he lost points there, but yeah. I think but but you know Stacey, you're right because um, when when you hear when you hear Todd Muller's speech, like you you automatically see he's going to come at it a different way. He's not going to directly attack uh, Darren, but just go for what their policies are going to be and all that. Just go just go straight to the people. Uh. I, I saw on the news where they asked, you know, just people walking along the street, oh, what do you think of Simon Bridges? And people were saying, oh, he's really arrogant and he's <laughs> clueless and all this other stuff. And it's probably is a direct, a lot of it was a direct result of how he came across in the media just through his attacks as opposed to, you know, he wasn't really presenting anything really constructive in a lot of ways. It was just sort of, I'm going to try to tear her down to lift us up sort of style. And yeah, that didn't work. But, you know, uh, we'll see how this guy Todd Muller goes. It'll be, it'll be interesting to say. Well, one thing I'll say about this Todd Muller guy is he... He really follows the American politics quite closely. He's just been criticized recently because he's got one of those Make America Great Again um, hats and his bloody, you know, his electorate, uh, Bay of Plenty electorate and all this other uh, sort of memorabilia. Yeah, yeah so, uh, you know, the Muslim community and some of the other guys have really come out and saying, hey, look, you know, that stuff it represents, you know, uh, racial hatred and some of that other stuff, you know. So I don't know if he might be losing points already, but you know, I thought that was really interesting that he's he's got all these other sort of, you know, memorabilia in his bloody his office. I think that's but you know, I saw that and I kind of rolled my eyes like um because he said he also had uh, um he also had um uh Hillary Clinton button as well, you know what I mean? Mm. So like you know, he collects that kind of stuff. And then for people that like stuff, you know, it's kind of like someone coming to your house, and you've got like stuff that you've um, that you've collected. You know, not you don't actually believe in that stuff, but you know, you, you've got the books because you've read it, or it's something because you're a collector and that. And then people getting angry at you for having that in your house, saying that you believe in that kind of stuff. You know, what I mean? you know, does that seem pretty stupid? I think that's pretty to me. That you know, it sounds pretty stupid to to think that just because you have it. You know, you, you know, um, that you actually support that, that that kind of person. You know, that, I'm not sure. I just, I just thought, I thought that was a bit, 
bit of overreaction. I read this guy's piece and stuff, and when I read it, I, I knew straight away, oh, here we go. It's one of those... Um, oh, that's, a, that's it. 10 minutes up. Sorry, 10 minutes oh, up. Sorry. I'm glad I had the last <laughs> word on that one. Because, uh, 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 sorry. Cameron and his social it. justice warriors is coming through. <laughs> 10 minutes up. Sorry. Next topic. Oh, oh, <laughs> thank, thank, thank you there, Cameron. I do. I didn't realise you were. I didn't realise you were. You didn't want it to get too much because you're Jacinda's brother. <laughs> Bro, bro, I just I'm I'm a policies guy, bro. I'm not a blue or red. I'm not Bloods of Crips, G. <laughs> oh, what can you do for me? Okay, so, so since you since you came late, something you missed that first topic. So move on to the second topic, the rugby one. Uh rugby union and rugby league return next week. Oh, so sorry. Uh rugby league returns next week, so we're going to talk about that. And rugby union returns on the. 13th of June. So our time starts now. You know, guys, I cannot fucking wait, man. I need to watch some sports. I need to watch some sports, man. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited for, for NRL next week. And I'm excited for the NRL podcast to come back on again. Speaking of that, guys, are we going to... Who's who's who's, uh, who's up? Who's up on the next uh, NRL uh, podcast? The first game is on um, Thursday, right? So I was thinking maybe we can do it in studio because um, I think the first game was the Broncos. Sorry, boys, I'll check that now. I'll just give my secretary. Eels, I think it's the one. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a that's Thursday a game. Night. But if you want to start your comp, that's the game you want to start on. So yeah, I was just thinking maybe just to do an hour in, and then if everyone's if anyone's free, we'll um we'll catch up um mm. for that. But I mean, you know. We'll talk about that after, but yeah, I'm excited too. But I think the, you know, with this NRL thing, you know, when when the um when the lockdown happened, Peter Vlandry, what, Vlad, what was it, Vlandy's, Peter Vlandy's, is that how they say it? Yeah. You know, the same way that we're looking at Jacinda, how she is like uh, some kind of saint that saved, saved New Zealand. Everyone should be looking at Peter Vlandy's the same way because he saved sports. Because he was the first one that actually came out and, and he said a date. And he said, you know, he was trying to, he was trying to, like, do as much as he could to hold on. And really, when they realized, <laughs> okay, the lockdown's going to happen, he kept working behind the scenes um, for this to happen. And look, we're in the last week of May and we're going to get some actual footy. This is the, probably the only other comp in the, in the world besides, I think, um, the soccer, the football and... Um, in Europe, one of the leagues there, that's actually going to, all of the teams are going to be playing. So I'm going to give, uh, I'm going to call, I think they should put a little statue of him on the NRL trophy at the end of the year, like a little asterisk, and he can stand next to the two guys on the main trophy when um, the Canary Bulldogs hold it up in the uh, end of October. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll actually agree with you on Peter Volandis. I agree he's been, done a great job as chairman so far, but I think that his hand has been forced in a lot of ways. So we touched on this on a previous podcast where we talked about the financial state of the NRL, and they were almost backed into a corner where they couldn't, you know, the longer the drought went on, the worse their financial position was going to be to the point where some clubs were, you know, talking about potentially folding. So, you know, I'll give him credit, credit where credit's due. He's done a great job. As the chairman, you know, he front-footed a lot of the issues. He got the NRL ready way faster than a lot of other, you know, sports organisations that we know to sort their stuff out. He ousted Greenberg, which I'm happy about as well. And, um, you know, yeah, yeah, I think he's done a good job. But, you know, I think the 
the finances of the NRL have forced them to, to be that kind of guy in a lot of ways. What's the story with the um, What's the story with the Warriors? Because I heard they're in trouble with um, with their players all injured. Um, they're, they're trying to get some players to yeah, come in. Um, some... Kevin and Steve Freisberg. <laughs> well, we're, gonna, we're, we're just about <laughs> signing uh, Paul Gallen. Uh, we've got a couple of other guys <laughs> on, the, on the books. But you know, the Warriors making it. Uh, you know, you're, you're half a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the Warriors, like, they've they've got some issues, you know, talking about some other stuff, but just in their middle, the middle forwards, I know Lisa Armel's out, and um, Jazz Tevanga has got an injury, and that's on the back of Bunty R4 already being injured, so I don't have high hopes for the Warriors as a fan, but we'll, we'll see how they go. I'm just excited, like you said, guys, to get some footy back on the Back on the on the agenda again. How about you, Tons? You um, excited for um, rugby league starting up again next week? Ah, uh, definitely, man. Just been hanging out for it, so I think that's it's gonna be good to finally get back and watch some footy. And I guess that first game is gonna be really interesting. I guess that after that embarrassing exit last year, you know, they've got something to play for. So it's gonna be an awesome game to come back to the season to return to. Uh, but I don't know what the Bronx have got to offer, so it'll be interesting to see what this reboot... I guess that's the thing. We're looking forward to it, uh, what what the games are going to look like. Because I guess they're going back into playing empty stadiums again? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And I think they've got the new rule, the the um, the uh, penalties in the rack. Yeah. Hey, there's a new yes. rule. Oh, okay. So they're trying to make the game move faster, but... Yeah, I think the other exciting thing about this is um, we're going to be having State of Origin in November, which is like yeah, I heard they like yeah, yeah. they like well. be able to have barbecues. A lot of people not turning up to work on the Friday on the on the Thursdays, as we know. <laughs> so it's yeah, three consecutive weeks. Three weeks in a row. Three weeks. Yeah, consecutive weeks. Yeah. Consecutive oh. weeks. yeah. yeah. I mean, imagine that um, Queensland winning the first um, first COVID. Um, COVID-19 delayed season state of origin. I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait for Cameron Cliff to retire as this, um, the winning captain of um, for state of origin. Exactly. <laughs> and he makes his comeback. That's our set times. You know, you know there's rule changes you talked about. Is that for like the um, social distancing sort of stuff trying to or just make, make the game faster? I think the uh, make the game uh, the game make the game appeal to people. I think because mm. a lot of a lot of uh, because this is one of the only sports running, it's going to get a bit of exposure. Um, yeah. So people people will watch anything. I, I realized that when I was watching them race the marbles on ESPN. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you want sport in it, I'll watch it. Because it reminded me of um, uh, Joey's um, post about um, rugby union. Are they going to take away scrums? Oh yeah, that's stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. Eh? Um, yes, <laughs> we all agree with that. That's stupid. <laughs> but that was that was off the back of the social distance stuff. Eh? That's why that yeah. they they mentioned that. Um, so June thirteenth, um, Super Rugby starts again. Yep. Yeah. I'm just uh, man, hoping hoping the Blues um still got that momentum, man. Oh, when when the, when the next game when the next game against Wellington I think they got Wellington yeah. now 
the yeah, Hurricanes. We'll, 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 kill the, we'll kill that team, I think. You know, I, I, I've got high hopes for the Blues. You know, I think we got to second, I'll say we because I'm a diehard fan, without Bowden Barrett, and he just set the record. Kind of first day of trading, and he breaks the record, of, you know, for the Bronco. You know, they got Caleb Clark back, who was would have been a starter before Sevens. Um, Tanielu Talia's back. So I feel like they've got... They've got improvements on the team already that came second. They were coming second, so I'm optimistic. I will say uh, one of the boys on the chat, um, I mean on the, on the Facebook page, Amapa, he talked about the forwards that the forwards have to step up because it's all good having these new backs. The forwards need to really do a job, and that's sort of what I'm looking for from the Blues. The forwards got to do the job. I I, I saw Mappa's um, comment, and I, I I don't know where he, um, cause, you know Mappa, you know he's he's a he used to play um, for Ponsonby and, you know, he's, he's well-known around the um, local footy scene. But I thought, like, when you when you um, said all those names, you've got, like, um, I think about four All-Blacks in your, um, in your forward pack, haven't you? Or does Charles Parsons, Charles, does James Parsons count? Or, because I think you said, but, um, oh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, um, isn't that... Um, I thought the four pack would be one of your you'd, you'd perceive as one of your strong points. Yeah, yeah, I, I think the four pack's good enough. But you know, we're coming down to the last minute, so um, we just have some final thoughts. What? How do you see the Super Rugby in the NRL season going? Who do you think's going to take it? Take it out before we move on. Well, I, think, I think it's pretty obvious that the um, the Chiefs will win the um, the rugby. Um... <laughs> hey, Brian, so, uh, where that NRL. obvious came from. <laughs> Edit that out. Obviously, you're hungover from last night, man. <laughs> but uh, in a row, well, you know, I, I don't know, man. Like, it's a it's a strange season. Like, whoever's Warriors, man. Midst- Warriors. Ooh. Watch this. Watch this comeback. Watch the second half of the season, man. Uh, it's a re-, re reboot. I think it's not a half. It's like a like a. Three quarters of a season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I, I like the Blues. I like the Blues to win the rugby, obviously. And I think that, you know, I, I quite like the look of Penrith. Eh, man? It's only, they only had two rounds, but in those first two yeah. rounds, I've got to say, they were probably the, one of the best teams I see. So I'll give them a shout. Well, let's hope they recover from the, t- the TikTok um, controversy. <laughs> Good point. That's New, South Wales. That's New South Wales for you, though, eh? Yeah. Can't get it. <laughs> Too busy partying with, uh, with little girls, me. Yeah, rest for the rest, rest them for the season and cover up for the origin. That's all I care about. Okay, time's oh. up on that one. Perfect. <laughs> oh, is that your uh, was that your alarm clock for the morning there? Uh... <laughs> I didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay, next topic is uh, Joe Rogan's uh, million dollar deal with Spotify. Um, time starts now. I gotta say, that news, the first thing I thought about was those poor musicians on Spotify. I mean, <laughs> it just shows you yeah, how um, much uh, Spotify values. Um, well, that's hard. That's hard. Eh? Um, I think. I think because podcasting is new, a new thing, they can make up their own own rules for that type of uh, media, huh? 
Whereas, you know, Spotify has had musicians on their platform for since since they started. And and, and those rules apply to them, but I think because Joe Rogan's like the top podcast in the whole world, it's probably worth that much money. Well, yeah, yeah. He's worth that much money for any platform to have him have him exclusively. It just goes to show how much um, value there is in podcasting. Yeah, so what, do you, uh, what does that mean to be exclusive, though? Like, you, you can't find him on the other platforms now. Yeah. So um, yeah, he's he's going to be taken off all the other platforms and just be on Spotify. Yeah. And, and and you know how Spotify doesn't have a video. Apparently, they're going to have a video just for the Joe Rogan show. So that starts in September. He said. Yeah, I think Spotify like they've sort of revealed a lot about their um, you know, their long term planning and how they view um, podcasting and you know content creation because they um, you know they they own their anchor anchor podcast creation network. Now they bought that last year and they bought a, a couple of other podcast networks last year and now they've they, you know they got that Bill Simmons one and now they've picked up uh, you know, Joe Rogan. So they've obviously put a lot of emphasis in the podcasting. As part of the future planning, but one thing I'll say mm-hmm. is like when you down when you um sort of stream a song on Spotify, then Spotify has to pay the record company as well as part of that. They get like a little sort of payment per stream, and with the podcasts, there's no third party payments, so they sort of view it as they've got to pay that hundred million or whatever they pay Joe Rogan straight up, but then they can put all these ads on the on their podcast and make the money back and not have to pay any of these third party payments going forward so they yeah, obviously well. see that as a um a massive potential money maker for them but well, i mm. i do worry about the i suppose the exclusivity which tana touched on before because i think and obviously joe rogan's not gonna have this issue but it's, it limits the discoverability if that makes sense of, of people trying to find because yeah. people look find podcasts through different platforms and one thing i'll say about joe rogan right he's got he had 8.5 million followers on youtube and he's had over 2 billion views so to be exclusive on you know Spotify, he's going to lose all those other platforms and those different ways of showing his, his podcast as well. So I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I don't think it's going to be a problem for him because he's the biggest podcast in the world. But if other people were to follow in their footsteps, you know, like I said, that exclusive, exclusivity, it limits mm-hmm. the accessibility and, and just, you know, discoverability, if that makes sense. I think um, I, was, um, I was just reading part of it was because um, – he was um, YouTube, where to so they 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 sometimes live stream his podcasts as well. YouTube was starting to censor him, or choosing to try and dictate. Like so, he was going to bring on someone that was going to talk about. Um, he was going to bring on a doctor that was going to talk about um, the coronavirus and how they thought it wasn't that it might be um, not as. Dangerous as it, you know, as it's been made out to be, and they kind of told him that they wouldn't um, post that. So that, that kind of song, like that, I don't know if it. I mean, he would. This this would have been in the in the works for ages. But I was just reading the um, just reading and, and, and listening to people on on um, YouTube watching videos, and people were saying that like that's why that was the one of the biggest parts was Spotify said that they they would have no content control that it was exclusively Joe Rogan's. So and. When he was starting to post videos on um, on YouTube, they actually said to him, or, or they actually changed the algorithm, so it's harder to find some of his some of the content that he was put up that he's putting up. So that's why, like, um, when when he goes uh, um, exclusively to um, 
to Spotify, he'll still be using um, YouTube, but more as a platform just for short clips, you know, nothing like they won't be posting up big, you know, um, they won't be streaming any of his videos, any live live videos, or they won't be posting up heaps of mm. content or just be more like for just little snippets or, or ads now um, going on YouTube. But I mean, that's the one thing about Terrapin is because he, he, he was a kind of person that um, wasn't censored. I think that's what made him so popular. Like he, he was very, like one thing about him, he just seems to be real neutral in that. And then when, when you start trying to censor someone like that, then, you know. It's not the first time that's happened. Um, last year, there's that platform that came out, uh, Luminary, which was a paid subscription podcast platform. And they actually bought all these um, top podcasters, bar Joe Rogan. So, so they bought what's his name? Um, was it Russell Brand who, on it? Yeah, they bought Russell Brand. They bought um, uh, Michael Rappaport, and and all these oh, other top yeah, pod- yeah. podcasters. So, so you you will, you will never find those podcasts on any other free platforms anymore. You only have you only get them on that um, Luminary, which you have to um, sub- subscribe oh. to. It was interesting because because Joe Rogan re- refused to go, to go on there last year. And now he's gone Spotify. Yeah, yeah now he's gone Spotify. Well, I think it's a good move, though, for, I guess, podcasting in general. It shows the value of of podcasts being a, a, a real player in, in the media now. I think it was mm. seen as a hobby and, a, a you know, something to do as an aside or these people that, you know, finish, you know, boxing or whatever, and it's something for them to do, whereas people see it as a new way of creating content and actually sharing stories now. So it's, mm. I think it's huge for the podcasting world. Seems a real big statement. I think it's cool. Like, uh, like uh, as a uh, having Spotify already, like uh, I can just it just makes it like a one stop shop now. Because the, well, the yeah. most of the podcasts that I love are on Spotify, like uh, Back of the One Three Five. Yeah, and that's and, how I organize my stuff too. It's, it's all yeah. Yeah, Spotify. And my music, and so my music's already there. You know, the music that I've already saved. Like, I and now. I don't have to worry about going to the other one because, um, you know, the only one that was really missing from um, Spotify for me was um, the Joe Rogan one. So, mate, it just shows Spotify is like a big time now. And it kind of shows, I wonder what this leaves, like where it leaves iTunes and all that because iTunes is another one where you like, um, I remember when I was when I had an iPhone and I was actually paying for my, paying for my songs and that. I wish I could get my money back. But mm. like, where does it kind of leave that kind of um, um, model? You know what I mean? Like, by buying your songs now, because, you know, Spotify doesn't work like that, eh? You, you're just paying the... You get to... Uh, just get the subscription and you... Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, does the iTunes model... Um, does that go out the window now? Uh, well, yeah, it has to. I think it... Well, how does it work? I, I it's a different model, but people don't need to pay. Well, well, I, you know, I, I don't really use Spotify that much because there's the Apple Podcasts, which is ad-free. Um, they've got those privacy um, content things with with Apple, where so they make it make it ad-free, which I like. Oh, I, I, and, and also, yeah, so yeah, Spotify. Yeah. That's how they're going to accumulate all of their money back. You can buy yeah. advertising space throughout the podcast, and you know that. Apple have chosen not to do that. They don't make any money off the podcast platform yet, and, mm. and so so I think I think that's good. But like I said before, like the, the availability, it, wherever you find your podcast, like there are people who watch 
it on YouTube. I, I mentioned Joe Rogan. He's had over 2 billion views on YouTube from his podcasting. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, young people in particular who they associate podcasts with watching it on YouTube. So to have it only on one platform, mm. if that's not the platform you use a lot, you know, I'm not sure that that's, that's the way forward. Like uh, um, Joe Rogan, he had one of his most um, sort of viral um, things was when he got Elon Musk, he got him high on his show. Yeah. Now, listening to it listening to it is different to when you watch it visually, watching him getting high on the show. And that's why the YouTube platform, the visual platform, is, um, is a good platform as well. So, you know, uh, we've seen some other guys. Joe Rogan is the sort of the exception to the rule where they've gone exclusive and it's sort of, you know, they haven't got the following. <laughs> if that's not the platform you use, then you're basically never going to find them. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see how it goes. I still think there's a place for the the sort of the free the free podcast, the, the open podcast, yeah. and then the, the other one. So I, I still think that's going to be a thing. And I think that's what, like, in terms of what I was just saying, there will still be other platforms, but I think the, the system, the way you buy content is going to change. Like, I think everything's moving to the subscription base. And I guess, the, I don't even think that's a iTunes, I don't, I, I don't use iTunes, but I, that's still a way of um, selling music per song. Maybe it is, but I think that model's going to die very quickly. All right, thanks, guys. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Tana. Well, thank you, Stace. I was, I was um... gonna add like one more. <laughs> we forgot to talk about the last dance. Hey, man. Man. We got these strict uh, take strict okay, 10, okay, minutes, okay. 10 minutes. 10 minutes, <laughs> <laughs> Now, if we do last dance, we gotta do like uh, maybe the whole episode of last dance. There's a big one. Uh, oh, we can touch on that during the week. Sure, we'll find some space, find some time. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks, guys, for listening. Um, hope you made your trip. Have a safe trip. Half an hour drive. It's perfect huh? timing because I'm telling you, um, Auckland traffic is it's pretty good these days. Pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> it's something that they have to go in their cars. They get to uh, do, do their work from home these days. Saving the traffic. <laughs> Commute. Stop this recording now. Stop this recording. I'm gonna leave that on, but I'll stop this recording. Thanks, everyone. I wanted wanted to catch that um, Simon Bridges stuff. Beginnings. (laughs) Yeah.